0: It's time for JT the Brick.
1: I love my job. I love the opportunity that I can come in here and talk to the Raider Nation. Put some respect on JT the Brick's name. The plan was to get this roster with this new regime. They were not keeping this roster, my friend. Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels were not keeping the roster they inherited from Mayock and Gruden and before that. And there were going to be changes, and we told you. Are you with me on that? Excuses die. The record stands.
0: JT the brick.
1: That's it. That's all we've been telling you all year if you've been listening. They have a plan. I'm not saying it's gonna work. It's gonna be 100 percent but I'm behind the plan. The plan is to get it up to speed where it's really good for a long period of time. You are what your record is. Sound off like you got a pair. And now, JT, the man to miss the legend. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you on a busy day, I think an historic day. In Las Vegas is the Sweet 16, the regional. Is here at T Mobile. And those who have been on the journey, those who want great events, today's cause for celebration. And that's probably the second or third most important thing that we're going to do. We're brought to you by PT's, the best happy hour in town. You know, the happy hour is 5 to 7, midnight to 2. Great place to watch the games. I got a lot of people in town. They're confused. Where do they go? How do you get in a sports book? Oh my God, where do I go? Go to PT's. They got 64 plus locations here in the valley. Everyone is ready for you with food and drink and gaming and the games and March Madness here. So take advantage of that. Go support our proud partner, Golden Entertainment. PTs, they fuel the monologue. Today, we will wish Foster Moreau the very best with his upcoming battle, which he will win. That's the tweet as we open up the show. How about we do what we do best? What I think we do best, what I'm more proud of than anything, is we're able to help other people or wish them well. And at times we lose track of that in sports radio. It's all about, oh, my God, LeBron, Aaron Rodgers, who got fired? Who's getting hired? How many games did you win? Well, Foster Moreau's the lead story today in the NFL, and he's a former Raider. He might be a Raider again two years from now, four years from now. Young guy, 25 years old, once a Raider, always a Raider, diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and that was a gut punch. That was a gut punch to everyone around the NFL, especially the Raiders where he's played his entire career, LSU. That announcement went down yesterday. And when I found out about it, and I'm going to talk about it each hour, at close to the top of the hour, because I want to make sure we do our job today. Foster Moreau wrote on Twitter, during a routine physical conducted by the Saints medical team down in New Orleans, I've come to learn that I have Hodgkin's lymphoma and will be stepping away from football at this time to fight a new opponent, cancer. I'm grateful for the support and thankful for the people who stood firm with me. There hasn't been a single step I've taken without hundreds of people lighting the path before me, and I will continue to seek their guidance. So I want to do this today. Please, please, I'd like to do this today for a portion of the show, and hear some Raider fans get behind Foster uh, Foster Moreau. He needs it, needs your prayers. He's going to fight through this very young guy. He's going to beat it. He's going to kick its ass like he said. In the tweet, he added, that being said, I'll go kick this thing's ass and get back to doing what I love. Okay, I could talk about two other tight ends that just signed with the Raiders. We talked about Darren Waller. None of that matters. The most important thing is not wins or losses or how many catches you had. It's what type of human being you are. Once a Raider, always a Raider. All the way back from Al Davis through Mrs. Davis and Mark Davis. They care about this, and I know you do. And Foster was a great Raider. This is a business. They move on from him. It looked like he would have had a dream scenario, and hopefully he will with New Orleans, with Derek Carr, the area where he played college at LSU. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves him around the league. The outpouring of support by former Raider teammates and players around the league have been overwhelming. And, wow, what a gut punch this was when we found out yesterday. When I found out yesterday, I couldn't believe it when a friend told me and texted me, and as it was bubbling up and he was coming back to me, I, I hit on Twitter, and it was all over the place. I just couldn't believe it. What a shame. And, again, this is about Foster Moreau and his time as a human being and as a Raider. And I think the Raider Nation has done this countless times, countless times, that something really positive is going to come out of this. He's going to beat it. I No debate, he's going to beat it. And then he'll be able to help out kids who get diagnosed with this, other individuals, because he'll have the experience of kicking the ass of this, and then he'll be able to speak about it on speaking engagements. He'll be able to talk about it, raise money, and do what he can do here. So I know a lot of people are, are really troubled by this, and you should be, because the fact that he was gone and he was going to start a new chapter in his career, I just wanted to get back to that chapter in his career. know, I was a chemo partner uh, for my former mentor, and I went on a big journey in my life. I wrote a book about it called The Handoff. And I was a chemo partner with someone, and I was there in the room helping someone battle and go to chemo and try to help them through and just do my part, the little part that I can do to lift the spirit and try to help them along the way. My mentor, Andrew Ashwood, eventually lost his battle, but it was a hell of a fight, and it changed a lot of people's lives. And he handed off to me lessons in life that I bring to today. And I think when it comes to cancer and cancer research, the work we do with Coaches versus Cancer Whatever you know about this particular cancer, tweet something positive to him. Don't tweet about his insurance and which team he's going to play for. Please don't be that guy or gal. Please don't be the person that's trying to figure out where he's going to be as a football player and what team is going to pick up the medical tab and all that. Do the right thing and wish this guy well. Really good player. Let's play a Moreau touchdown because he had a lot of great moments in his short time with the silver and black. Derek takes the snap. Back to pass, looking right, pressure. left, far corner of the end zone, open receiver, touchdown Foster Morrow! Touchdown Raiders! Back right corner of the end zone, he ran under it to grab it from six yards out, and now the Raiders with a chance to tie the game here in Seattle. And that's a big deal, Jason Horowitz on the call, he got a chance to call his games for a year. And Foster had a lot of big games. He was a reliable guy, but a great teammate for everybody. I don't know, I didn't know Foster very well. You know, I did a chalk talk with him once. I had him on the radio. Not a lot. And when I got a chance to see him on the road, we nodded heads, and I wish him well. I, I think he's a hell of a player. I think he's got a great career in front of him. And this will be a medical bump in the road so he could get back to his football life and, more important, the life with his family. I know his family was around the Raiders a lot. They traveled well. They came to games. And he's beloved through the LSU A fan base on top of the Raiders and around the league. So I hope we can do the right thing today and wish him well and pray for him and hope that uh, this battle he wins and he wins very quickly and he can get back to his career as a football player, which I know everybody who can hear my voice thinks of that today. Foster Moreau, we got you. Whatever we can do to help. You know, this is not a GoFundMe. This is not one of those situations where someone needs financial help and all that. They just need a good spirit moment. You know, when you think about someone, you pray for them, or you just think about them with positive vibes because he's got a lot of friends and family in the Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. All right, so I had an interesting day today. I got up early. A matter of fact, I didn't sleep last night. I, had a, I did an all-nighter because I was up with Kim Wagner this morning at 630 in the morning. We'll get to that later pumping up Vegas with the Sweet 16. And then I had a couple of meetings after that and got here in time for the show, which is our priority with all of our partners here. And I am walking on a cloud as a sports fan for what's happening in this town. There are so many people that we've talked to this week that were behind the scenes trying to get the NCAA tournament here. And now we have it for football and we have it for basketball and so many other sports, right? Swimming, hockey, all of that. But the big sports are football and basketball. And tonight, Las Vegas hosts the regional, Sweet 16. And there's a heavyweight fight. Heavyweight fight between Gonzaga and UCLA. And there are other games out there. Arkansas is here in town. Everybody's been pumping up UConn and how good they've been all year. Hurley going up against Musselman, the coaches. The coaches here are really good. I believe that this is the best regional. matter of fact, I know it's the best regional. Even though there's not a number one here, Alabama is a one seed. When you look at the one seeds that are left, you know, the one seeds that are left are pretty powerful. And maybe the winner of the NCAA tournament will come out of this bracket. And if they're able to come out of this bracket, you'll be able to tell everybody you saw them. And you were able to see them. And you were able to see the bracket because you watched it and you were at the game and you saw the winner. I'll give you my pick coming up here in a little bit, but I'm excited for this tonight. I got my three nephews in town. My son's coming in late tonight after the game for a bachelor party weekend for my oldest nephew, and and they're big basketball fans, and they're going to watch, and I'm going to watch with them go tomorrow and and have an opportunity to be a part of something really special here. So the one seeds that are left, Houston and Alabama, I picked Houston to win it all. I like Houston as the one seed. I did not go out on a limb. That's where the fruit is. I took the team that's going to be playing at home if they get there, but Jim Laranaga has joined us the last two weeks in a row, head coach of Miami. I think Miami's going to take them down to the final play. I think the Houston-Miami game is going to be outstanding. I think Alabama's going to be too tough, too tough for San Diego State. I think Creighton-Princeton is an interesting game. Uh, not much of us know anything about either one of those two teams. Princeton runs a unique style of offense, how they move without the ball. They're a 15 seed. Remember, uh, Princeton beat Arizona. And then they beat the seven-seed Missouri, and they're taking on Creighton. And I can tell you this, Princeton isn't worried about Creighton after beating Arizona. So they, they proved that they could hang out with the big boys. On the other side of the bracket, Tennessee has a bunch of grown-ass men. They look like the Warriors. They have two players on that team who are big and strong like Draymond Green. They threw Duke around like they were a rag doll. The Tennessee men took Duke into the deep water, threw their head under the water, and threw him into a wave. Duke had no chance against Tennessee. Tennessee is loaded. I like Tennessee uh, coming out here because they're playing FAU. And then Kansas State, State, Michigan State, it's Izzo. Everybody just talking about Tom Izzo. I like Izzo because I love the way he managed the last five minutes of their last victory over Marquette. Marquette was a two seed. They're playing a three seed now. I'll go with Izzo and the upset there. And that's the brackets. And I don't know who you have to win it all, but hopefully you enjoy these games. You have a lot of fun. Xavier, Texas, Miami, as we talked about earlier with Houston. But the bigger picture here is today's kind of a celebration. The only celebrations that could be bigger is parades. Right? The Aces had a parade. We hope the Golden Knights have a parade along with the Raiders. There's been great boxing in this town. Dana White. Look what Dana White has done to revolutionize Vegas with UFC. We have the rodeo, which is massive. And we have two NASCAR races, including a playoff race. I mean, think of what we have here in Vegas. And now we get a sweet 16 and an elite eight. Incredible. 1990, Jerry Tarkanian could have had a dynasty. They should have won back to back. One of the greatest teams of all time. And they won one and everybody was trying to run Tarkanian out of the NCAA. I wonder what Tark the Shark is thinking tonight as he bites on the towel and looks down at Las Vegas and T-Mobile. This beautiful day today. Still a little cold. Uh, the pool, you know, those women who swim up to you with $700 bottles of vodka, that only costs $14 back behind the bar. Uh, the pool's are a little bit closed and, and cool, but you can have a lot of fun out here tonight. Uh, the Swifties are in town. My wife's going to Taylor Swift. Someone told me, imagine five Rolling Stone shows for every Taylor Swift show. I said, what? They said, yeah, merch. I go, oh, no, no, Rolling Stones do a lot of merchandise. Not like this. So you have that happening in town here. you got Rod Woodson, Rod Woodson in the XFL, and we got a fight. we got a big fight in town. With everything happening in Vegas and around the sports world, this is a great time to be alive in Sin City. So if you want to call me and tell me what you're doing this weekend, I'd like to hear that. I'd really like to know what you're choosing to go to this weekend at 702-365-9200. I am fascinated that the Aaron Rodgers deal isn't done yet. It really, it's insanity that that deal isn't done. And now they're playing hardball with Aaron Rodgers. I really do. It's not collusion at all. The Jets are ready to pull the trigger and do the deal a month ago. And the Packers are saying, not on our watch. We got our quarterback, Jordan Love. We know we're not going to have to pay Aaron Rodgers, but we can make him sweat. And maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't sweat. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is doing a yoga walk, you know, a yoga purge or something. He's having a good time. He's in the ocean in Maui or in Malibu. He doesn't care. He doesn't care at all. But, man, he's an egomaniac. He loves to talk, loves to tell you everything he's thinking. He's been awful quiet as of late here for Aaron Rodgers. And a lot of people are really wondering with the owners' meetings coming up, how to get rid of Daniel Snyder, which is a priority. A priority for the league and several owners, but Daniel Snyder's a loose cannon. He might have information on other owners. I believe in that. I I do believe in that. I think Daniel Snyder is a, a really weird and bizarre guy who might have some things there, and he's holding him back, and the league is walking around with kid gloves as they're going to give Roger Goodell over $50 million with a new contract. And then the biggest other story in football is what's going on with Lamar Jackson. Where, where's the offer? Where the hell's the offer for $140 million guaranteed? He's worth $200 million. How come someone's not coming in with that offer? You give up two first-round picks, who cares? You get Lamar Jackson. Man, someone's going to steal Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to be the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. I really think he's going to be the Dolphins quarterback. A great fit for him could be in the nation's capital if Snyder sells a team and they want to go down the quarterback road and he's close to home there. But from all accounts I hear, he wants to be in South Florida, wants to play for the Dolphins. So that's how we open up the show. I hope everybody enjoys March Madness and has a great weekend. If you're going to the game, who do you got? There are UCLA fans in town and Zagalicious gonzaga who i picked to win the national championship twice and they scorned me and burned me i could this be the year that they're under the radar and no one's thinking about them and ucla does not travel well that's a dirty secret everybody knows about ucla football but ucla basketball travels well and it's a short trip i mean fans can get in the car right now in orange county anywhere throughout los angeles and get out here by game time easily just a car ride here, and what's going to happen with that game. So there's a lot to get to. as free agency is still alive. I'll go through the Raiders and who they've signed, and I'll talk about the tight ends. But I thought it was really important today that we talked about Foster Moreau. You know, this is not closure in life. It's closure in football for the time being, but life's much more important. So if you got a Foster Moreau call, if you met him, if you know who he is, if you have a story about him, Why don't you take some time out of your day today and share that with us at 702-365-9200. You know, it's an important day today because there's a lot happening here, but this is much bigger than anything that's happening on the hardwood or happening in town for a concert. This is Foster Moreau, who we all know very well here, at least as a football fan base that's rabid, and I hope everybody tries to step up today. Thor, start us off in the black hole. Always know the black hole when they're there, they'll go to the front of the line. What's happening?
0: What's happening, my brother? I honestly just called because I wanted your line to be filled up before you got there. However, let's talk about Foster. Um, Love, prayers, positive vibes, whatever it is you want, send his way. Um, He's a young kid. Me as a young kid, I was hurt for six weeks. I had point whatever, zero today. And and so youth is such a big thing for Foster and he'll fight and he'll beat it. Um, and like you said, something positive will come out of it, man. So let's everyone just send the positive vibes or prayer or whatever whatever it is you whatever you feel is best, but but be positive, he'll be okay. Um This weekend, I think we're just just chilling at the house, barbecuing, watching games, having some beers, and you know you're always welcome to come by, JT. I'll be barbecuing later today for the games tonight. It's one of the homegirls' birthdays, so we'll be barbecuing and... Having a few beers and watching
1: games. Thanks for the invite, always, thought Appreciate the call. Thanks a lot. I got my son in town, which I'm thrilled at. And uh, I got my three nephews in town. My oldest nephew is his bachelor party. So my son and my three nephews are all in town, and uh, I'm showing them around. So I'll be showing them around, and we'll be bouncing all over town. But I always appreciate the invite to do everything. Thanks so much. 702-365-9200. We're talking about Foster Moreau. Here coming up, I have Lee Sterling. Who's going to join us? He's going to pick the games. He's going to give us a couple of games for free. We had Bill Krakenberger on earlier in the week, and gambling in Vegas has been great for the sports books. It's been a disaster for the gamblers, a nightmare. Uh, The casinos are holding a big number because college basketball fans just want to get drunk. They want to bet on every game. They want to put it in a parlay and wrap it around and put it in a bow, and they just get slaughtered. And even the people that are giving you advice with blue check marks, they don't have any idea what they do. They don't even post their tickets. Like 2% of professional gamblers or gamblers here in town show their tickets. So we don't even know if they got 5 bucks on a game or $500. it has been tough to gamble. But now without all those other games going on, you can really focus on individual games in the Sweet 16. If you don't like the game, don't bet it. You don't have to bet it. You can wait for the other game. Maybe there's a game you have a little bit more knowledge on If you do, you can tell us about that and give us a winning bet. Give us a winning ticket. You know, Scott Van Pelt does a great job. He calls it bad beats. It was a really bad beat when it came to that Gonzaga TCU game on the backdoor cover by TCU. Well, why don't we talk about great victories instead of bad beats? Everybody's fascinated by how someone loses a bet. How about someone telling me that they want a, you know, a (laughs) five-teamer? Well, they want a big bet. And tell me what that experience was like taking that ticket to the window. And knowing you were going to make some money. The fraternal order of the men in khaki pants are back in town. Most of them came week one. And now they're in trouble with their girlfriends, their wives, their partners. Because they got their one hall pass for the year. And they lost their wallet. And their credit card got lost. And they dropped something at the airport. They didn't call. They didn't call. The fraternal order of the men in khaki pants. They got to call. You got to check in on the wife and girlfriend. You just can't come out to Vegas and get obliterated for two days and forget to call the wife. So that happened last week. So now the numbers come down a little bit, but still, they're out here gambling. Taylor Swift's in town. That's a monster and everything else that's going on here. So you should have a great weekend. I would get out right now. I'm looking out my studio window, and it is absolutely gorgeous today. And everybody's been complaining about the cold and, you know, it's it's wet. It's dank outside. Well, this is the day to go outside and enjoy it. Uh, before the rest of the weekend kicks in and it gets a little bit colder. One Foster Moreau call. When I come back, I hope I have a few more. 702-365-9200. Uh, we got a couple of good guests that are going to join us. I'm excited about the show today, but it's important that we pay tribute to Foster Moreau. Not, not so much as a Raider, but he's battling cancer, and we're his family here in the Valley. This is where he's played. Played for one team, the Raiders. And I think we should pick him up. Send some positive vibes across the country to him. JT, we're brought to you by PTs. They fuel the monologue. Let's go.
0: Would like to move on. They've let me know that in so many words. They let, they let other people know that in direct words. And because I still have that fire and I, I, and I want to play and I would like to play in New York, uh, it's just a matter of, you know, getting that done at this point.
1: It's Aaron Rodgers. who's still sitting here in March during March Madness. I thought Aaron Rodgers wanted to announce before March Madness to have a couple of days in front of him. He didn't want to do that. And now the Packers are playing hardball ball here. There's no deal. There's no, no deal with the Jets, but he's acting like it is a done deal, and he's going to be a Jet. We're brought to you by and Canes, those great chicken fingers here in town. If you're a Caniac, if you love the drive through call in advance. Uber Eats will bring it right to your house. My son's getting in tonight at 930, and my wife will take him at some point this weekend through a drive through for Canes. Now, Bryce Young met with the Raiders, who everybody thought was going number one at the quarterback position, Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo reported following dinner with the Panthers last night, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young met with the Raiders ahead of his pro day today. So the Raiders are at his pro day, and there's a lot of great players, a lot of great players, as you know, on Alabama, a lot of great players on Ohio State. So if you look at everyone, the five that went from the Raiders in the travel party reportedly, they went to Columbus, Ohio, and now they go down to Tuscaloosa, you get a lot of work done there. Plus, you talk to other GMs, and it could be possibilities for trades. So the Raiders met with Bryce Young ahead of his pro day today. Vegas currently holds the seventh pick in the NFL draft. So with all this talk about the quarterback, I'm not diving heavy into mock drafts. I think it's bad radio this time. Anybody else, do whatever you want. I don't do March drafts the night of our first ever Sweet 16. But I'll meet you halfway on this. I've said this the day I interviewed Jimmy Garoppolo first, that if the Raiders did not bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, I was all for them taking a pick and moving up and getting a quarterback and doing whatever they wanted to do. But now Jimmy G's in, who's a winner, and he wins a lot of games and he's very good. And Jimmy Garoppolo is very good. And I know there's some people that wake up every morning thinking he's going to get hurt driving to work, and I hope he doesn't. But people are very concerned about the quarterback. So if they did not take Jimmy Garoppolo, and another team such as the Jets would have beat Jimmy Garoppolo and brought him in and all of that. I would have all been for trading up for number one. Now we find out that the Raiders, all accounts, tried to trade up for number one. The Panthers got there because the Panthers gave up more than what the Raiders wanted to. So Tom Brady retired. Aaron Rodgers is a head case and way too expensive, but I was on board with that. I don't care how you do it. Get Aaron Rodgers. That's not going to be the case, and he's still available. Lamar Jackson, same thing. I think Lamar Jackson's one of the best quarterbacks out there. It's highly unlikely that the Raiders are going to give up two and then give him an offer now that Jimmy G's here. So the point I've been trying to make since the Jimmy Garoppolo interview is you can't reach for a quarterback now with Jimmy G. You just can't. You got to use that pick for a defensive standout. The best player available on defense. I don't know if the best player on defense is going to be Gonzalez the corner Witherspoon, I watched him play every game he played because my wife went to Illinois. If you want a defensive tackle, if the troubled defensive tackle falls to you and you want to go there, whatever you want to do, you got to get a defensive player here. And now uh, Bucky Brooks, who also works with the Raiders, he ranked his top five quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud, one. Bryce Young, two. He had Hendon Hooker, a Tennessee at number three. Anthony Richardson, a Florida, number four. And Will Levis, number five out of Kentucky. So however you look at this, I think the first four out of five picks are going to be quarterbacks. And I would guess it's going to be C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. Uh, Third pick's probably going to be Anthony Richardson. If a team falls in love with him, Indianapolis at number four, he could be a good project and I got to work with. So in order for them to get those guys, and Will Levis, I've been seeing some mock drafts, Think of that Will Levis will clearly be available for the Raiders at number seven. So what do you do? You take Will Levis, and what do you tell Jimmy G? What do you do? Jimmy's in the waiting room over there. See him? He's over there. He's lifting weights. He's doing curls. What do you do? Do you go up to him and say, hey, Jimmy, this was always our plan. We want you to groom this kid. You're gone next year because we want to play the kid. You got you to play the kid. You drafted him, you got him protected under the the cheap salary cap, and not really cheap because if he's a top seven pick, he costs some money. So I'm off the quarterback. If the Raiders want to take a quarterback, I'll get behind it. I won't agree with it, but I'll get behind it. And I'm starting to think more and more and more and more on defense. So for Raider fans, you got a big decision to make in about a month. If you look at your calendar here, as it's March 23rd, and we have the draft at the end of April, a lot of people are going to be throwing up mock drafts saying the Raiders should do this. They should do that. And there are a number of very good insiders who still think the Raiders are going to take a quarterback. But for all you fans of Hendon Hooker, he's not going to be available in the second round. He's not going to be available with the 23rd pick. If there's a run on quarterbacks four out of the first five, like I think, and Hendon Hooker is still available, he's going to be gone. If the Raiders are waiting for the second round, maybe the Raiders would want to trade up and get Hendon Hooker where the fans seem really excited about him. That also brings me to the tight ends with the two mock drafts I have in front of me. Dalton Kincaid out of Utah is a beast. Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame, I think is the best Darnell Washington out of Georgia is a man child and Luke Musgrave out of Oregon state. These are all great players. The Raiders went out. got Hooper, and they got OJ. What what do they need one now? You're not going to be able to develop a tight end. You just just signed two tight ends. You let Darren Waller go and Foster Moreau. So if you want a tight end, where's he available? If he's available in the third round, you're telling me the Raiders aren't taking a defensive player? They're going to take a tight end? Okay, man, that guy better be Dave Casper dropping to the third round or Todd Christensen dropping to the fourth round. Defense defense say it with me and then that brings us to the offensive tackles a must need for the raiders paris johnson jr worked out yesterday for the raiders at ohio state broderick jones out of georgia very good player but be careful there was a guy from alabama named alex leatherwood you gotta make sure he can play and i like the size of some of these big guys there but i don't think the raiders want to do that with the seventh pick at all The Raiders don't need an edge rusher. They need an interior tackle. And the big story is going to be who's going to drop down to the Raiders at defensive tackle. If it's Jalen Carter, the junior out of Georgia, that's a hell of a pick, but you better make sure that's buttoned up. I'm talking really buttoned up if you're going to go down that road. And the Raiders at cornerback, uh, Witherspoon's a great player. Again, Illinois senior. My wife went to Illinois. I literally watched every game he played. Because my wife DVRs the game and we watch him. Hell of a player. I like Christian Gonzalez a little bit better, the junior out of Oregon. And there's also Joey Porter Jr. Out of Penn State who's going to be available. So the cornerback position, if I was leaning today, leaning today, I'd be leaning corner in the first round, defensive tackle in the second round. With all the new players that the Raiders brought in, and I'm, I'm saying a lot of them are just a bunch of guys. You know they're not a bunch of you know Pro Bowlers that the Raiders brought in over the last couple of days, but some of them are pretty good. Some of them are going to start and play well. If I'm the Raiders in those first couple of picks, you got to get out of there with starters at cornerback and defensive tackle. And the way Dave Ziegler starts with the seventh pick overall and the second round pick that he has, the Raiders can easily get a stud corner and a stud defensive tackle. Boom, off to the races. Now you go, okay, you got Max, you got Chandler Jones, you got a starting defensive tackle, you got an all-world corner starting on one side. You got a whole bunch of other corners What they bring seven corners in in the last three or four days. We only need one of them, one of them to start, whoever that's going to be. And then the safety position with Epps and Trayvon Merrick seem to be secure on the back end. How many more guys you want? You want a linebacker. And I think you'll be able to get a linebacker when there are cutdowns as rosters go to the final cutdown of 53. I think the Raiders will be able to get a Denzel Perriman-type player. So that's the way I see this playing out here. Uh, but a lot of people here are telling me, I got a text from a female Raider fan saying, JT, we better get Bryce Young. Really? Then, go, then you go walk with me, Carla, and we'll go talk to Jimmy G in the tunnel. And tell him that he's there to groom Bryce Young. If the Raiders are going to do it, that's going to take brass balls. And Dave Ziegler might be the guy to do it. Because if he drops to number two and Ziegler sees him there and says, that's my guy. As Vinny Bonsignor said, you can't like the quarterback. You got to love him. Then you trade up and go get him. Earlier this morning, man, 6.30 in the morning, I was up with Kim Wagner. And her husband, Dana Wagner, great friend of mine. The Wagners, Kim, had me on to talk about the Raiders. But more importantly, this great day in front of us as we get ready for a sweet 16. I was on News 3 very early this morning.
2: We are bringing in right now JT the Brick, who covers sports in our community, has been covering the Raiders for decades on end. JT, thank you so much for doing this this morning. Did you think, oh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, and uh, full disclosure here, we happen to be friends, so I ask you these things over a cocktail, now it's just over coffee. Um, Did you think that we would ever get to this point?
1: Well, you summed it up beautifully. Once gambling got involved at such a big rate and all these sports app and gambling companies started hooking up with professional leagues, it was just a matter of time. But, Kim, so many people worked behind the scenes, from Jim Livengood to Lon Kruger to resort property executives. Men and women worked so hard on this over the years that finally they kept knocking on the door, and now we have it. This is one of the biggest weekends In Vegas sports history. We got the Golden Knights, we have the Raiders, and now we have a Sweet 16. You mentioned a Final Four. We're going to have that for college football. This is a glorious day in Vegas. It's an historic day. The crowds will be enormous at T-Mobile. We have great teams. I think we have the best regional left in the Sweet 16, so it's going to be magical. I can't wait, and Vegas deserves this because they've been working on this for years.
2: Well, and do you just believe, JT, I mean, now you can't go without a moment without seeing Some sort of fan duel or DraftKings. I had the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl and it was just all betting, advertising everywhere. So, do you believe that whether it's Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NCAA, that that element now is just behind us?
1: Oh, it is completely behind us. And the best part is it's behind us here in Vegas and it's going to continue to happen more and more. And people need to bet responsibly. A lot of people don't win, most lose. So, you got to be careful with that. But when it comes to knocking down doors for Vegas, We've always been the entertainment capital of the world. We are becoming the entertainment and sports capital of the world because of our resorts properties, our amazing arenas, and especially the football stadium now at Allegiant that Mark Davis helped bring here with the help of this community. So, so many good things are happening right now. And for a weekend like this, I wish it was the normal 20 degrees warmer, Kim, so the pool parties would be a little bit louder and a lot of people would be having fun. But this is such an important night tonight and over the weekend. Just try to get out. Everybody should welcome every tourist that's coming into town. Thank them for coming here because Vegas... With the future of sports, with the future of the NCAA, and I just can't wait for this weekend. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's going to be epic. Plus, my wife's a Swifty. She'll be out there too. <laughs> There's a lot going on out here. The place is going to be packed, and I'm just. Thrilled to be a part of Vegas on such an historic weekend.
2: And JT, before we let you go, you happened to score the very first sit-down interview with Jimmy Garoppolo. I refer to him as Mr. Handsome, who's going to be our new quarterback for the Raiders. What can you tell us?
1: Well, he's very humble. He's a winner. He's a hard worker. He knows the system with Josh McDaniels. Considering what could have happened in the quarterback market after Derek Carr, they moved on from him. This is an exceptional quarterback in this league who wins a lot of games. He's a leader, and he's hopefully going to run this offense better than it's been run in Vegas and take this team to higher levels, we hope here, because sitting down talking to him, he's just a regular guy, Kim. He doesn't want to be the face of the franchise. He wants to be a teammate, and he wants to help this offense and this entire team get to the next level. I think we're very fortunate to have Jimmy G in Las Vegas.
2: Well, we are very fortunate that we were able to score you this morning. JT the Brick, thank you for your time. JT, who is a Raiders expert and also just a local sports expert. Numerous ways to check him out. You can find it all at News3LV.com.
1: Thanks to the great Kim Wagner. I'm anything but an expert in anything in life. But it was great to get up early with Kim on News3LV. And the reason why I'm excited about Jimmy G is the market crashed on the quarterback market and the Raiders got one of the best ones available. Yes, he's one of the best quarterbacks available, period. And they got him. He's not the best. That would be who? Tom Brady? He retired. That wouldn't be Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's, he's doing yoga today. He, he doesn't know where he's going. Jimmy G is one of the top four to five quarterbacks available, period. And the Raiders got him. Now they got to keep him healthy. He's got to win. And I think Jimmy G... Look, the defense has got to be fixed. There's big problems on defense. We all know that. That offense, once again, is loaded. Loaded at the receiver position with Hunter Renfro back. This offense has got to score points, and Jimmy G can do it. Lee Sterling coming up next.
0: Five seconds to go, Marquette
1: will not foul, and the Spartans will dribble it out. The Spartans are sweet again for the first time since 2019. Michigan State is in the Sweet 16. The final score, Michigan State 69, Marquette 60.
0: Michigan State is back in the Sweet 16.
1: Well, turn it up. This is big. Well, that's at the Garden coming up. Michigan State, Kansas State. Lee Sterling joins us, as he always does. One of the best of the best of the best when it comes to handicap in Paramount Sports. Go to ParamountSports.com. Hey, you got to feel good for me. I've had your guy Laranega on twice. He keeps winning. I don't want to get to that game, but I want to give you some Miami mojo. I have you losing to Houston, but I think you can win.
3: If they play anywhere close to the way they played in their last game against uh, a, I thought maybe a little overrated Indiana team, uh, I think they're going to be there. So they're going to have trouble, uh, you know, with, with a team, Houston, that, that is super talented and hits the glass. But, you know, when you go dancing, when you're in the Sweet 16, anything can happen. And I wouldn't count out Coach Laronega.
1: No doubt about it. Let's start off Michigan State. You got a minus one and a half versus Kansas State. Keontae Johnson of Kansas State is a man, a senior, 6'6", 230 out of Norfolk. But I like the Izzo. The Izzo, the last five minutes of that last game, Michigan State, looked at their coach, and their coach guided him to a victory. Look, Michigan State was 21-12. and 12. They weren't a great team. They didn't run away. They were a seven seed, but I liked the way they closed out that last game. Michigan State, minus one and a half, versus Kansas State. Who do you got?
3: It was impressive, and, and it's tough to go against Tom Izzo. He's making his 15th career Sweet 16 appearance. Not being in the tournament 15 times, 15th Sweet 16 appearance, let that sink in. But I think this is an average team. I mean, I know they played well in their last game, but a lot of people base their opinions on the last game. You look at Ken Palm hasn't rated 24th, 32nd on the defensive end, 37th offensively, 17 and 16 against the spread. They were actually 16 and 17 and over-under. So uh they got three guys, you know, pretty good. Uh, Wal- uh, Walker... Hauser and uh, Hoggard, these three guys average between 12 and 14 points a game. But I think Jerome Tang's group, there's just something special about these guys. You hit on Keontae Johnson, also Marquez. Newell. These two guys I think are going to hit that big shot if it comes down to it. So uh, I I just think that Tang waited for the right job here. He's brought this team together here. I I think they have the guys that can get it done here. Close game, but I like Kansas State plus the one-and-a-half.
1: Kansas State, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. You know, I said before you came on, what Tennessee did to Duke, it, it was really unique. In the first quarter, they were almost looking to cause offensive fouls and bully Duke, and they knew that it would pay off at the end of the game, and it did. So they were taking fouls, and the refs are going, "What are you doing? Elbows underneath the basket?" And they looked bigger and stronger, and I thought they wore down Duke later in that game, and Tennessee pulled away, sixty-five to fifty-two. Not many of us know a lot about Florida Atlantic, but we've seen them over the last couple of years here, and I just noticed that 66% of the money is on Florida Atlantic. The number went from Tennessee minus four and a half down to five, five and a half. This is an interesting game because I feel like Tennessee is going to blow them out of the gym. Tennessee minus five versus FAU.
3: So I went to two games uh, of FAUs (laughs) uh, right up the road about 45, 50 miles from my house, and fun place to watch a game. I mean, you got to go to some of these venues, like last night, Utah Valley. Uh, I mean, that is an incredible place. 8,000 fans. They rock every single night. Well, the Owls rock at home, and, and they just dominated their conference. 18-2 and 2 in conference U.S. play. Uh, they love to shoot the threes. They shoot over twenty eight and a half threes threes for a game, but that's the problem. They're facing a Tennessee team, number one in three-point defense. So I think they're going to have trouble getting those shots off. They're going to face a bigger, a faster, a stronger team here, and also a more experienced team, Sweet 16. That's where the Florida Atlantic Owls come to die. I'm going with Tennessee. I think they win by double digits. Lay it.
1: I love it. I, 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 too, I think they slaughter them, and if FAU's in it late, Congratulations to them right here in Vegas, T-Mobile, UCLA, and Gonzaga. This is a heavyweight fight. They played already in this venue as they put that game together. They play their WCC Conference Championship Gonzaga here. UCLA's a short car, car, car ride away. I love the coaches in this game. Looking at the line and how it's moving, it opened up a pick It's been at uh, UCLA minus one. I'm not seeing violent line moves. Drew Timmy. Jaime Jaquez here in this game, a total on the game, hasn't moved much either. Opened at 146. He'll play to 145 and a half. I don't know how you do this. This is how I have you on the show as a professional handicapper. I think this game's going to end in a tie. I got a UCLA in the final four, so I guess I'll give them the edge. Who do you got?
3: Yeah, we've seen a lot of games go to overtime, and this could be one here. But the difference here, even though Gonzaga scores here, is, is you know, they, they need to shoot threes here. They're 11th in three-point percentage. Um, they're going to have to limit their turnovers, 29th in fewest turnovers. But remember, a much easier schedule. Their conference is nothing special here. So I, I like this UCLA team here. This is a team that gave up only 60.5 points per game here. Uh, opponents shot only 40.5% on field goals, only 31% from behind the mark here. So uh, I just think that UCLA has a couple guys are going to make the shots when it counts here. And offensively, uh, they can get those shots off. And the Bruins also... Five-and-three record against the spread on neutral courts this year. Mm. I'm going to go with UCLA. We might see a score like 81-79. Let's go with the Bruins. Should be well attended by both teams' fans.
1: And, Lee, I know you got a lot of knowledge on Eric Musselman, Arkansas, and UConn. Tell us how to get this game. I know you're guiding your clients to this game. We talked about it. How do we get this game at ParamountSports.com?
3: Just go to the website, uh, ParamountSports.com, and get the rest of the tournament for $97. That's right. Through the final, uh, 10 days away, $97. We give you unit ratings from 10 to 50 units. We'll also throw in our top play in the NBA each day, hockey, XFL, where we're 9-3 and three this year, nice. and have won all five weeks, and also the top UFC selection this and next weekend, just $97. One place, ParamountSports.com.
1: Good luck to you, the you Talk to you over the weekend, Lee. Take care, buddy.
3: Thanks. Thanks, JT.
1: L- Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. He reached out to me. He's got hot plays. He's really good. He's a pro. He knows that Miami team better than anybody in the country. And He's got more juice on that Arkansas-Utah game. Go to ParamountSports.com. Good to have Lee on the show there. So we're knocking down benchmarks here. It's a Sweet 16. You heard me on with Kim Wagner early this morning. I'm excited. I think it's an historic day in Vegas. I hope to hear from a couple of Foster Moreau fans as we opened up the show talking about him. I'll reset that next hour on his cancer diagnosis and what we can do to help on the phones, on Twitter, what you can do on social media. He probably looks at it, and he probably wants to be inspired, and maybe you went through something similar or someone in your family can help out with that. So if you got a call about Foster Moreau, you want to wish him well, do it here on Raider Nation Radio You never know who's listening. We see our streaming audience. We're really happy about it. Also, the head coach of the Nighthawks. Okay, so we got some football coming up here. And I got a guest coming up here who's the GM. Never spoke to him before. Looking forward to this interview. The GM and the head coach is going to join us. So I'm excited about that because he's all in one. Coach Mike Davis is going to come in as they get ready to kick off the season here. And we'll see if we can help the Nighthawks in any way we can to get more fans out there. I mean, what is going on with all these games? All the games that are coming up here. And we got the Nighthawks right around the corner. We got baseball right around the corner. Look at this schedule coming up here. Saturday, March 25th, 7 p.m. The Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. The Iowa Barnstormers are in town. You know that name. You know what that name means. That's what I like here. A little home cooking coming up here. Is there anything that's not going on in Vegas this weekend? 702-365-9200. When we come back, we'll reset it here at the top of the hour. The Raiders had a pretty good week, I thought. They brought more bodies in the door. They got a lot of depth now for guys who are going to try to make the team. Guys who have short one-year contracts in the secondary. Looks like a couple of players that have played at a high level put up some fresh tape that we're all breaking down. Not going to keep them all. Who are the ones they're going to keep? And the Raiders now have two tight ends, even though I want to talk about Foster Moreau today, two tight ends coming in who are big and strong and can move a pile for Josh Jacobs when he needs three yards on a third and three with the game on the line. I really like the Raider offense. I loved it last year. I didn't like it last year. I loved it. They made too many mistakes. They blew too many leads. They didn't know how to put teams away with double-digit leads in the second half. Jimmy G can do that. You give Jimmy G a lead, he can hold it, I think, and go win your games and hopefully come from behind when need be. It's been Jimmy Garoppolo for the last week or so. Jump on board with us and welcome Jimmy G.
0: One of your favorite Raiders radio shows, podcast for the morning tailgate, the JT The Brick Show, Unnecessary Roughness, can all be found on our website. So check out lvsportsnetwork.com anytime and listen whenever you want.